Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Ellie Nieves, and I'm a woman's leadership speaker and coach. Welcome to the Christian Career Women Podcast. If you're a Christian woman who wants to honor God, live with purpose, be known for excellence and integrity, and achieve work-life balance, then this podcast is for you. At Christian Career Women, our goal is to help you aspire, achieve, and thrive in your faith, life, and work. To learn more and to join our free online community, go to ChristianCareerWomen.com. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. This is the Christian Career Women Bible Talk. I'm Ellie Nieves. At the Christian Career Women, we help women of faith to aspire, achieve, and thrive in their careers and in their personal lives. And our goal is to provide Christian career women with biblical principles, resources, tools, and skills that they need to get ahead both personally and professionally. To join our sisterhood or to learn more, please visit our website at christiancareerwomen.com, or you can also find Christian Career Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, we're talking about our words at work. As Christian career women seeking to glorify God at home and in our careers, developing effective communication skills is a must. So whether you're trying to deal with difficult people, build trust, earn credibility, or just to get your message across, effective communication is grounded in how we speak, the tone that we use, and the heart behind our words. So we're happy that you're joining us today for this Bible study on how you can develop communication skills to help you win at home and at work. We're mm-hmm. joined by two members of the Christian Career Women Network, Jennifer Ametti and Suzanne Saleno. Jennifer and Suzanne, can you please tell us where you're from and tell us a little about yourselves? Alrighty, <laughs> I will go first. Thank you very much. Um, yes, I'm, I'm Jennifer Ametti. I'm originally from South Africa. Um, I'm uh, a wife. Uh, a mother and um, a minister on a break and uh, while I'm on my break I taken up the career of uh, marketing so um, I'm, a, I'm a marketing consultant for small business uh, startups and um, uh, and on the side I, I write um, I think um, I'm still an aspiring author but um, that's basically, uh, yeah, I have um, a nine, a 10 year old daughter, 10 going on 21. And, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and my husband, I'm married to a, um, a theologian and, um, and minister. So that's basically it. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Suzanne. Well, um, Jennifer, you and I have that in common. I'm married to a pastor. <laughs> Didn't start out that way. Um, he, he actually started his ministry about 10 years ago. But um, we're, I'm actually from New York originally, but um, we moved to Delaware about four years ago. So we're kind of having a whole new community to touch base with here. And it's been very interesting uprooting our life from what we thought we would stay in New York forever. So it's been mm-hmm. uh, it's a good challenge. And I think God was obviously working through that. Um, I have a 20-year-old son. 
and a 13 year old daughter who's also going on 25 now. <laughs> and, um, and we are just, yeah, just, I, I've been in a, um, a marketing, it's sort of a marketing position as well, but I, I just got moved into an executive business director position for a company where our customers are the military. Um, and basically we sell into the PXs and BXs on bases and the things that we sell in are fragrances and beauty products. And so my boss, he owns his own company. He's a Christian and I've worked with him for 17 years, um, which has been an amazing journey, but I've had to learn how to navigate being a pastor's wife, being a mom, being all those things and um, making sure God's number one. So it's, uh, I thank you for letting me be on this call. I just um, enjoy hearing from other women and I just enjoy learning. So especially with God at the center. So thank you, Ellie. Amen, amen. Awesome. So I am really excited about having our members here from the two of you. I am gonna share my screen so that we can uh, work through some of our uh, messaging today for our Bible study. Again, the title of our Bible study is Your Words at Work. And we invite our uh, members to also join in on the chat. We'd love to hear from you as we run through this Bible study. So the first theme of our Bible study is that your words reflect your heart. And we're looking at Luke 6, 45 in the contemporary English version of the Bible. And that verse says, good people do good things because of the good in their hearts, but bad people do bad things because of the evil in their hearts. Your words show what is in your heart. Suzanne and Jennifer, do you guys have any thoughts on this scripture? Um, I actually do a devotional um, twice a week, and I took this one because it hit me probably the most square between the eyes, just realizing that um, oftentimes when somebody and I are having a conflict or we're just trying to work through something, that my response um, is more often the issue than what the person is coming at me with. So when I hear this, I'm thinking, all right, if I'm responding in not a way that's the best, or I'm not putting God at the center, you know, sure, someone coming at me, it can be hard to hear what they're trying to say, but I really am trying to say, Lord, what do you want from me in this situation, regardless of what's coming at me? Um, so that one, um, that was a good one. And I sent it out to my the group of people and I got a lot of response that we all struggle with that. And it's just reminding, and that's a good one to keep on my desk every day, mm -hmm. on the phone, on the Zoom calls, in person. So mm -hmm. that's what hit me. Yeah, so in my notes, I have in big, bold capital uh, letters um, that your words are a heart issue. Mm. I think um, for me, that's the summary. And um, I think that's the reason why the, the wise King Solomon uh, told us, we're probably going to uh, go this direction later, I'm not too sure, but the King Solomon told us to guard our hearts uh, with all diligence, uh, for from it flow springs of life. And when I was meditating on this, I figured that um, springs of life is the ideal. Uh, that's, uh, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be springs of life. Uh, but uh, you and I both know the, the old adage, you know, garbage in, and garbage out. Um, so uh, uh, most of the time, uh, there's less life than garbage in there, and um, and so our our mouths 
produce. So if your if your heart is filled with with malice, your words will be filled with malice. And um, you know, it reminds me of something that uh, Peter said in the book of Acts. And I know that that was the context of that scripture is um, is miracles. But he said, you know, silver and gold. I do not have, but such as I have, such as inside of me, such as is in my heart, I give to you. So if my heart is filled with bitterness, uh, my mouth produces the bitterness. If my if my heart is filled with love, uh, my, my mouth produces uh, the love. So that's basically... Um, yeah, the beginning point for me, the fact that uh, your mouth can only give what is in your heart. And um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you're sharing that because, you know, it reminds me of even my own life. And I think about when, when were the times that I had evil in my heart and it came out of my mouth? And where were the times that mm -hmm. I had peace in my heart and I spoke peace? And I peace, think about exactly. um, a time at work when I was starting to grow bitter and I consider myself a general positive person, but I was starting to say negative things. And it's, it was like the smallest thing it was like, oh, well, you know, I don't like this anymore. I don't like that anymore. And next thing you know, I'm like engaged in gossip with my coworkers. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I caught myself and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not how I started, you know, when I started my job 10 years ago. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, now all of a sudden here I am saying negative things and I, I really have to check my heart. I need mm -hmm. to look at my heart and say to myself, you know, what's going on with me that, you know, now these things are coming out of my mouth that aren't positive anymore. And they're definitely not a good reflection on me as an individual, as a coworker, as a leader, and not as a Christian, right? I want to make sure that I reflect uh, God in the, in the workplace and uh, starting to go down that route is just not a positive way. So I've, I've tried to be more proactive about also my perspective on things, mm -hmm. because I think also how we look at things tends to um, make us re react a certain way to things and situations. So instead of looking at things negatively, if I look at them positively, then my heart will be different and my words will be different. Yeah. So our next theme is your words can cause great damage. Mm. And what we've got here is a forest fire. And the scripture is James 3, 5. And it says, so it is with the tongue. Small as it is, it can boast great things. Just think how large a forest can be set on fire by a tiny flame. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think of the scripture? Well, I think um, kind of just what we've been talking about is just making every word count, you know, and, and mm -hmm. thinking about each of those words as we say them. Um, I mean, pausing is a good thing. I've always learned when I'm sitting with somebody and I'm feeling whatever, if it's stirring up in myself um, and I want to say something versus what I need to say that God's calling me, it's just to stop myself and just pause. And um, God's really called. And I had a few people I work with who in the past that, that I struggled with with that because they came at me very it was I'm not I'm not like that so much I, I come across sometimes as very like timid but I am typically pretty direct but when someone comes at you you think what did I do wrong you know so my husband's so good he told me one time he goes just go ask her a question and I said what so he's like just ask her if you did anything to hurt her feelings 
And I'm like, okay, so this is somebody who's a very strong personality. So I did. And um, it was amazing how it diffused her. I wasn't coming at her saying, why are you at, you know, why is this? Why are you treating? It was more just like, can I ask you a question? Did I do something to hurt you? And she's like, no, why would you ever say that? And it became this finally a conversation of her realizing I wasn't coming at her either. She had had a bad day. She mm -hmm. had a lot going on in her life that I mm -hmm. didn't know about. And it just diffused it. Talk about a flame, what it could have been if I had gone at it the way I felt like she was making me feel when it really wasn't about me so much as her carrying a weight that I didn't know. So really like that every word counts. Lord, you know, my husband's so good about saying, just ask, ask something, go into a room, mm -hmm. a conference and separate. So that for me, um, when I hear this reminded me of that story and how important it is for me to do that in all my relationships, home or at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that picture um, is a is a the picture of the, the the forest burning is a good indication of the fact that it just takes one word um, to cause a lifetime of damage. Um, just 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 a small word can you know can start a whole cycle a whole cycle of 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 brokenness. Uh, just a you know just a small word. A tiny word misspoken sometimes even in jest you know and um, for me the big thing is that um, words like time that you can't they can never be taken back you know once it's once it's out there and the, the, the forest starts burning and you you just you you, you just can't take it back I think um, just about Two or three days ago, as recent as that, um, uh, something happened, and you know, and um, I I said something, which at that moment um, didn't seem like a like a major issue, you know. Um, I I wasn't being lighthearted or anything. I was just out of the abundance of my heart, you know. I I said something, and it was only after I released it that uh, my husband pointed out to me that um, that could start something. <laughs> it may not be uh, today, but um, your words are going to be like a, a recorder. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this person's going to be mulling over the words and, and, and they may, you know, they may start a, a lifetime of damage. So, yeah, words can, can cause great, great damage. I think in the same way in which they can cause great healing and restoration. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know a family that um, a couple of the siblings said some harsh words to each other several years ago and there hasn't been any healing in that family yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think that they remember what was said at this point. They mm -hmm. just know that they're angry at each other and they refuse to make amends because whatever it was, it was that hurtful to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah. you know, and, I, and, and, and what you said just also reminded me of a situation just this past week as well, um, where I mentioned something to someone in an effort to encourage them in their work. And yet I, I guess they didn't take it the way it was intended. And then they passed it on and then someone else took it probably not in the right way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it reminded me of this picture, which is, you know, that one little thing, mm -hmm. you never know how someone else is going to hear it, how they're going to interpret it. And then it could become something much bigger, much larger, even though it wasn't intended in that way. Mm -hmm. So it's not only what we say, but also being mindful of how it might land mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. someone might interpret what you're saying, yes, because even that can cause mm -hmm. damage. Yeah. 
absolutely. I think also the, like the words that we speak to our children, um, the words that um, mothers speak to their daughters mm. um, have a lifetime impact um, negatively um, or positively. Um, as King Solomon said that death and life are in the, are in the tongue, power of the tongue. And he says that those who love it will eat its fruit. And uh, most often the fruit are that burning forest. Um, the harvest of those words um, over our kids are that burning forest. Mm -hmm. hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So words have consequences. And this is in line with what we were talking about before. Words have consequences. Mm -hmm. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. Mm -hmm. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Absolutely. I think in the, in the Queen Jennifer translation of that verse, um, <laughs> it, would, it would say that words are designed to produce a harvest. Mm -hmm. uh, that um, the, the harvest, what the words produce, those are the co consequences. Because the, the fruit of our words are the consequences uh, of our words. And um, the, the same uh, proverb, I think, uh, he says, we, we will have what we say. You, uh, you will declare a thing and um, it will be so. And um, I'm sure this goes for, the, uh, for all of us here that this place is such a, like a, a huge responsibility on my words. <laughs> it places a heavy responsibility on my words because all my words, you know, good or ba bad, alrighty, especially uh, since we're going to be held accountable uh, for those words at the same time. So um, we have to be aware of, of the consequences of our words. Mm. And to your point, mm -hmm. you are accountable for your words. Matthew 12 verses 36 and 37 reminds us that I promise you on the day of judgment, mm -hmm. everyone will have to account for every careless word they have spoken. On that mm -hmm. day, they will be told they are either innocent or guilty because of the things they have said. Yeah, when you read scripture and you just take it for exactly as the words are spoken and you say, you know what, I have... I have to hold on to this. This is, I have a mm. lot of responsibility, but in another way, there's such freedom in saying, when I choose to do this, I have life. I give life. Mm. I mean, to be able to mm. walk through your day and say, I can change somebody's day by what I choose to say to them versus what I'm feeling perhaps at that moment. I mean, I, I, I didn't mention this in the beginning. Our son has a disability. And so I have walked out a road with people who are not kind on that end. I've had people say things to me that words are hurtful, but God has told me to choose to show him in those moments to mm -hmm. them when they have not done that. And I can't tell you the mm -hmm. life that is not always, but I can walk away and say, I did what you asked me to do, Lord, even though I was hurting from what someone else did. It is amazing when you, when someone does mm -hmm. something wrong and you give them something and they have given you nothing and you, there is no, you're not looking for a return on investment. You're saying, I want to show you God because I want you to choose him as I have. Mm -hmm. There's such life in that. And um, so mm -hmm. when I see this, I think, yes, I want to choose this. When I first hear this, before I was really a Christian, I grew up Catholic, but when I started to really learn about scripture and say, I want that, I want to choose that. 
because on the other end, other side of it is this absolutely. But every day there is somebody's eyes looking at you and um, it's beautiful, but it's not easy. I'm not, please don't mishear me. There's times where I just feel like, wow, Lord, you are right. And, but this is not, should not be set up to say to someone, this is all going to be easy, but it's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, Matthew 12 is one of the most sobering verses in the Bible. Um, right up there with that other one that says, you'll come to me and say, Lord, Lord, I did this and I did that. I think it's, it's, it's right on that level because um, this one really speaks to, to stewardship. Mm. And um, many people think... Um, of stewardships, stewardship in terms of, you know, possession, property, in terms of, you know, the business God gave me, the career God gave me, the house, the cars uh, that God gave me. But um, stewardship is, uh, you know, not just limited to physical things, but it, 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 um, it applies to words as well. Um, you know, it applies to the words that we speak. And uh, Jesus said, you know, and to whom much is given, much is required. And you can hear how much I speak. So for me, hey, that's a <laughs> that's such a sobering thought that um, I'm I'm going to be uh, uh, held ac accountable for what I said, what I didn't say, <laughs> how I said it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the intentions behind what I said. So, Miss um, Ellie, this is um, just um, very sobering uh, to think about in terms of our words. Yeah, sobering and scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we see the accountability and the responsibility. And lots of people don't think in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm responsible for the outcome. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's, 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 it's on me, you know, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this when I say scary, I, I really mean it, right? It's because it, 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 for exactly the reason you said, we, we're responsible mm. for what we say, how it lands, how it's interpreted, and then ultimately to God because he gave us the ability to speak. Mm -hmm. And if we're supposed to do everything in our lives when we dedicate ourselves to him, uh, to glorify him, then definitely our words are probably one of the most powerful things that we can control uh, and then also use to glorify him and to bring others to him. Mm -hmm. One of the points that I always like to make whenever I, I, I'm doing um, speaking and coaching is the, the difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, because when we're communicating with someone, sometimes we uh, feel like we need to put them in their place. Mm -hmm. uh, that's being aggressive, right? Uh, we don't care how the word lands. We don't care how the, how the person feels on the other end of it. But when we're assertive, there's a goal in mind. We may want to correct someone. We may want to uh, be clear with them about something that needs to be communicated, but we're also concerned about how they feel. And mm -hmm. we want to make sure that at the end, we're also preserving the relationship. So I think it's important that when we communicate that we stop and think before we open our mouths, mm -hmm. what it is that we're trying to accomplish uh, in that, in that act. And mm -hmm. I, I always encourage people to be assertive because mm -hmm. at the end, you want to preserve the relationship. You want to glorify God. So yeah. that means that we need to stop, think, and process what it is that we want to say, and maybe even practice with somebody before mm -hmm. we approach another person about what we're going to say so that we're careful about the, the words that we choose. And I believe that if we take those steps, that even that intention of, of stopping to be really thoughtful of, of about what we're going to say, that God is going to bless that. Mm 
-hmm. because he's seeing that our heart is um, committed to wanting to glorify him and we're taking the time and we're making the effort to really be thoughtful about what we're going to say and how the other person is going to receive it. Yeah. So our next scripture is James first one, I mean, James chapter one, verse 26. And it tells us to control your tongue. Uh, if you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and mm -hmm. your religion is worthless. Mm -hmm. This is a tough one. <laughs> it's an interesting one. <laughs> How do you think it's interesting? Hey. Because I think once again, um, I, I love this topic. It's very beautiful because we don't uh, we don't think too much about it, and it's only on deeper Bible study that you that you come to understand. And and James is is paralleling um, what I say with my religion. So once again, um, it points to the fact that you know we we need to be diligent um, and intentional intentional about 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 checking our hearts uh, and taking stock of our intentions, our motives, and our heart's level of submission to God. Um, because my heart's level of submission to God is, is my religion. <laughs> and um, my, my words come from my heart. And um, so, you know, how how can I control my tongue? By asking simply, you know, how does my heart align with God's heart uh, for Ellie? How does how does my heart align with God's heart for Suzanne? How how does how does my heart align with God's heart for myself, for other people, for my colleagues, for my employees, for my family? Um, how does how does my heart, my motives, my intentions uh, align with God's heart for the person that I'm communicating communicating with? And that does not come, like you say, without practice. It does not come um, without um, intentionality. Um, it comes with um, an awareness. Of, uh, it comes with you know building an awareness uh, around you all the time, so that um, your religion becomes a true religion by what you say and how you say it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's great. And I, I think it's uh, having um, expectations of who you're talking to. I mean, mm -hmm. I know when they're not Christians, you know, what kind of expectations do we put on people and realizing that when we speak to somebody, I think Jennifer, you're kind of saying that it's the same thing as like, I, Lord, what is it you're asking me to do here? Because mm -hmm. not everything is for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, sometimes when I'm talking to people, I ask God for discernment in that situation. And sometimes I don't want what he tells me because I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. But it's, it's amazing. You know, I say to him, show me what you're asking me to do with this person. And if in that moment, like Ellie was saying, like, you know, talking the whole thing about gossip, it's like, am I seeing this conversation going in the wrong direction? How do I not condemn them? But how do I confirm mm. what you're asking me to do, Lord? How do I change the situation? How do I change the topic? Yeah. And controlling my tongue in that, putting that conversation so that the next time we talk, they're like, well, I know Suzanne's not going to do this. Not because I said it because I just didn't do it. I don't like, I had a, I used to be in a job when I was younger, a lot of swearing. And I just, I don't 
it's just something I don't do, but it's not like I tell mm -hmm. people don't do it. It was just, I didn't. And it became like this thing where somebody joked one day, don't swear in front of Suzanne. She doesn't. And I'm like, you know what, friends? Mm -hmm. I just want to have a honest conversation with you anytime. So whatever, you know, let's just keep going down. I didn't even want them pointing it out. I just want them to know that this mm -hmm. is who I am. And they have, there's no back and forth. They know who I am because every time the consistency is to bring it back to God, even if they don't know it's God, that's the best thing. When you're just, when somebody finally says to you, why do you always choose not to go down that road? Or why? And I've had that. I mean, like, why are you always speaking mm -hmm. so positively in a situation that's not? And I'm like, trust me, it's not my, God has shown me, do you really want to know? Cause I'll tell you, you know, and that's not easy in a business setting, but that takes years. I mean, I've had people I've worked with mm -hmm. for eight to 10 years who just asked me this last year about like, what is your faith? That's eight to 10 years. I'm like, Lord, really? Like, <laughs> but guess what? If that's what he's asking me to do, that's what I have to do. And it's, it's, um, this part here is me wanting to get there faster or me wanting mm -hmm. to, you know, come on, get it quicker. When I'm, I never did it. How many people in my life played the same role showing me continually pouring into my life. And I'm like, let me just be that vessel. And so this scripture really helped, reminded me of when I wasn't mm -hmm. that way, but how to get there and what mm -hmm. direction to go. Yeah, well, what you were mentioning reminded me of, you know, we could replace the word control. We can also uh, replace it with the word train, train, right? train your tongue, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we train ourselves to be encouraging or if we can't be encouraging, if we don't have the words to be encouraging, then just keep our mouth shut, right? Another way to respond to gossip is with silence. Mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. way to respond to criticism is with silence, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. if, if you're in a situation where, you find other people engaging in behavior that you're trying to change in yourself or you want to move away from, then silence is a good option. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. we can train ourselves either to speak in a way that's positive so that we can turn the conversation around mm -hmm. or yeah. we can just remain silent until we train ourselves to be able to respond in those situations. Mm -hmm. So this scripture, 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 10, tells us, for the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Mm. So don't speak evil or tell lies. Yeah, I Pretty think straightforward, that, huh? Yeah, the Holy Spirit in this one, you know, even like sometimes when I get to that line, I feel like I've tried to really, as I've gotten older, find those that feeling in the pit of my stomach which is the holy spirit saying what are you doing what are you saying even if you're getting mm -hmm. to the line you're not there really creating those those feelings that I, I i i guess you catch on to them before you even go to that point um where you start saying things you shouldn't but i've had times where i say something and i'm thinking it's not a big deal and the next day god's like remember what you said how do you feel about that and then really dealing mm -hmm. with it because i feel like if we don't deal with those things it kind of just the layers mm -hmm. and it kind of stays there and you're like why am I feeling this way I do this with my kids too and they you know I see they've lost their peace I'm like what happened did you say something to your brother did you say something to somebody on texting and you, and you know it usually comes back to well I kind of was joking and I didn't mean it you know or those things are so small like that forest fire right it's just mm -hmm. if we don't deal with them and if we don't hold ourselves accountable for all our words and I'm not saying we can't joke around and be funny but you know knowing your audience knowing who you're talking to and so this for mm. me is really asking the Holy Spirit to, to pull me up short um, and mm. me to act on it if I have to apologize or just have to pray on it and reset that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think I've, I've also been just thinking about 
the the role of being led by the Holy Spirit, um, you know, because um, it's when we are led by the Holy Spirit, we, we produce the fruit of the Spirit. And um, lying and speaking evil are the fruit of the flesh. Um, so I think there's much to be said about um, being led by the Holy Spirit. But um, in speaking about this verse specifically, once again, you know, uh, there's this condition to uh, enjoying life and seeing happy days if you want to enjoy life <laughs> you know um, you have the choice the choice is yours if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days keep your tongue train your tongue um, you know look at your tongue diligently uh, Proverbs Proverbs says that um, the produce of our lips will be in in full measure, you know. So um, so we're basically living, you know, off the produce of our lips. So and and this 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 condition is very simple. Um, if I'm not able to uh, guard my lips against evil and telling lies, then um, my life is 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 cut shorter, and um, my my days are miserable. I don't know if that's the very simplistic <laughs> um, interpretation, but you know, in um, in our in, in in the world that we're living in, our environments, you know, these little white lies they come as such a you know, <laughs> and 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 lots of times they they're an an afterthought. It's like, oops, you know, um, <laughs> did did I just say that? And most of the time, it's the Holy Spirit you know, prompting you. And I think, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit probably wants us to trick back and say, you know, um, Eli, you know, that wasn't, <laughs> you know, as honest as it should have been. Um, but um, it takes a big girl to do that. Um, and it takes, you know, being really led by the Spirit to be able uh, to undo uh, that uh, little white lie. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the Bible doesn't talk about white lies. Mm. <laughs> lies a lie. And that's how we justify a lot of our behavior. Oh, this exactly. is a white lie. <laughs> yeah. No, a lie is Not a lie. Bad. And mm. then speaking evil. And I think when we think about speaking evil, we think about somebody in some dark room with, you know, mm. devil horns or whatever. But speaking evil is anything like gossip or the white lie. Yes, and or, yeah, mm. talking, talking poorly about someone else those are mm -hmm. all definitions of speaking evil so there's no way to uh, differentiate something mm -hmm. that is wrong right if it's wrong it's wrong <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and, and we need to accept that and understand that that the bible you know tells us that we will be held accountable as we saw in the earlier yeah. scriptures and that ultimately if we want to have happy days then yeah then we need to keep our mm -hmm. tongue from speaking evil and we mm -hmm. need to keep mm -hmm. our lips from telling lies don't insult others. First Peter mm -hmm. 3 verse 9 tells us, don't be hateful and insult people just because they are hateful and insult you. Mm -hmm. Instead, treat everyone with kindness. You are mm -hmm. God's chosen ones and he will mm -hmm. bless you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, we represent God with our words. Mm -hmm. We do. Basically. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, I, I, look, I grew up in the South Bronx and if somebody told you off, you told them right back off, right? That, that was just it. You just come back at them. So um, <laughs> having to you take your helmet of salvation off. Exactly. You take it, <laughs> then you go at it. Yeah. 
But, you know, when you're a Christian and you're trying to glorify God and you realize that God doesn't expect you to retaliate. Mm -hmm. He expects you to trust him to Mm -hmm. retaliate on your behalf. Right. Mm -hmm. If that is his goal, because maybe it's not right. He's Mm -hmm. more concerned about your behavior and how you glorify him in any instance regardless of whether you think that the other person is getting over on you or whether they're getting away with doing something evil or something that's not becoming, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, God is, sometimes I see these situations as a test. When Mm -hmm. you encounter somebody who's rude, obnoxious, insults you, I see it it as a test in faith. Mm -hmm. Because can Mm -hmm. you, in that moment, do what we talked before, control your tongue, train yourself Mm -hmm. to not retaliate, and then just mm-hmm. come back at them with kindness. That takes an enormous amount of self-control, but more yeah. than that, it takes a tremendous amount of faith. Mm-hmm. Faith to say, you know what? I'm going to obey God in this situation mm-hmm. and then just trust that it doesn't matter what this person does to me, even if it's hurtful to me, even if it's insulting mm-hmm. to me, I need mm-hmm. to respond in kindness. Mm-hmm. This is a huge challenge. Absolutely. And those are the things we won't know till we're face to face with him, you know, and I think um, knowing that you can be planting seeds all along the way when you choose these mm-hmm. better, when you choose better than what maybe you're being given and knowing that for those and maybe for work relationships, but family as well is like that down the road, these things are going to mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen it so many times with people I never thought I'd have relationships with because of things that have been said, um, mm-hmm. but because I chose just not to retaliate and it's been years Mm -hmm. and years of being in business and seeing the fruit that comes Mm -hmm. of making the same I've had people on the phone swearing at me I mean I had one buyer the other day who just decided she'd had it her week it wasn't even me she just started swearing beep beep and I just started praying in my head and she's like Suzanne are you there Mm -hmm. and I'm like yeah I'm here I'm just praying because I'm not really sure what you're going to say next and she (laughs) kind of she started laughing. It wasn't really funny, but we both kind of giggled. I said, you want to start over? She's like, yeah, you know what? Let's start over where, you know, 20 years ago, I would have been like probably crying, but I, but it probably, it would just not have gone as well. I just would have hung up the phone, but you know what? It's that relationship is not broken. I don't have to rebuild it tomorrow. It's, she knows she can call me again. So those kinds of things, you know, Mm -hmm. it's people are just carrying so much. And I think as where we can come in as Christian women, where we can say, I can be stronger here you know i can i can i can step into a space that no one else is stepping into and i can be mm-hmm. something that other people aren't able to at this point because of just what they're carrying you know mm-hmm. and it's God yeah. Bless that. yeah yes and i i think i like what you say that 20 years ago you your reaction would have been different because mm-hmm. the the longer you walk with god um, the less the impulse is to retaliate yeah. um, evil with evil. Mm. So the, the more you walk with God, the more you spend time with God, the more God rubs off on you, mm. uh, the, the, the lesser that impulse becomes. Then you are able to turn the words around in your mouth. You may be seething with anger, <laughs> but um, you, you, you become more aware um, of, 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 of letting it go, walking away as hurtful as it is, because God's going to heal your heart, mm. but, uh, heaps of coal will be uh, heaped on, on them. Mm. So, um, yeah. So the, so the longer you just walk with God and more you sit at his feet, um, and the more, yeah, the more of God is inside of you, the less that impulse comes to insult others and retaliate. 
Yeah, Jennifer, that is so true. I feel like I've experienced that in my own life. You know, there was that time where I would, uh, as I mentioned before, just kind of snap back. Mm. And these days, I, I even feel a sense of peace, mm-hmm. even when someone does something intentionally to hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can, at that moment, I can see it coming, right? It doesn't mean that now I'm blinded mm-hmm. to what other people try to do to me, but I can sit back and then turn it over to God and just say, God, you know, I pray that you will heal this person, heal this relationship, you know, whatever mm-hmm. is going on here. I pray that you will come put your hand over it and correct mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. over the years, I've uh, seen relationships restored. Even people that I hadn't been in contact or communication with for years, all of a sudden, there's like healing and now we're communicating with each other. Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of, of Jesus and he's like the ultimate model of this mm-hmm. because there he was nailed on the cross mm-hmm. and he's talking to his father and he says, God, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But they did know what they were doing, right? They were killing him. They were hurting him. What they didn't know was that this was the son of God, right? And he was yeah. going to come back. And um, but But in that moment right? That he can look at these hateful people that were hurting him and Mm -hmm. killing him. And he could say, God, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So when we think about anyone in our life who might be hurting us, who might be saying something insulting to us or trying to trip us up, play office politics with us or stab us in the back, whatever that is, that we can stop and we can look to Jesus as our Mm -hmm. ultimate model. And we can say, God, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. Mm -hmm. And I pray that you will help me to heal from this situation so that whatever daggers they throw at me won't hurt and <laughs> will not uh, impede me from moving forward or achieving my goals in your name, God. Mm. Beautiful. A shut mouth can avoid trouble. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty one twenty three says, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I just generally maintain that that if I do not have anything to say, I do not say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. No. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is one of those things where you know you have to um, again train yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> There's um, there was a, a a friend of mine back in the day who had this this saying in Spanish, and those of you who speak Spanish will will get what I'm saying, I'll, and I'll translate it into English. But they would say, "El bochinche no me gusta, me entretiene." gossip I don't like gossip it just entertains me Mm. right Um, and for a long time I thought that was funny (laughs) I thought it was funny and then I got to the place where I'm like wait a minute this is not cool it doesn't glorify God you know as I grew up my faith I realized that this funny joke uh, was not becoming of of a Christian woman who wanted to glorify God in, in, in her every day and as I was mentioning before one of the ways that I was training myself was to do that was just to keep my mouth shut you know, just keep my mouth shut when I heard gossip or whatever, you know, I would just keep my mouth shut. And that's how I started to train myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm always successful, but this is one of those goals that I, I maintain is to try to keep my mouth shut. Um, but, you know, it, and I love this study because what it does is just, is just reminding me of the importance of training, keep, keep continuing to train myself because this is a lifelong struggle. I don't think we ever get to the mm-hmm. place where we just arrive and we all of a sudden have super control of our mouth, right? This is one of those situations mm-hmm. where we have to keep working on this throughout your life because there will always be opportunities for us to trip up with our tongue, with our words. And this is like 
ground zero, right? Just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you don't know how to train yourself or if you don't know how to manage your, manage your words. Especially when you're tired or, I mean, if you've got, you know, a family and you're trying to, you know, just work all week and then you got to come home and it's just like all those things start to build up. And this one here for me is sometimes like, just don't talk, (laughs) just like pray more than I say. And um, yeah, those moments of just like, there's nothing, there's nothing good right now. This did not lead to anything better. Just ask people to give you some space or I'll give me 10 minutes. I'll be back, you know, well, whatever. I love that. The idea of training it up your mouth to say, I know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find that this principle helps me a lot as as a sister-in-law. <laughs> that <laughs> you know that in most uh, circumstances, you know, um, as as a sister-in-law, sometimes you feel like you're the outlaw. So you're mm-hmm. standing and you're watching everything. So you you know you know what everybody's got to say about everything. And uh, the best thing to do in most situations is just keep your mind quiet. That's all, you know, and um, avoid the trouble that would come out of uh, those conversations. Avoid the trouble uh, that would come out of that um, that situation. So I think it works very well for me as as a sister-in-law. And may that may not be relevant to our, our Bible study, but that principle is perfect. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, it, this is applicable in all sorts of situations. I think about the fact that yeah. I can be very opinionated. I have an opinion about everything. <laughs> but I don't always have to express that opinion, especially in this day and age, right? Current events, whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. I have an opinion. Everybody has an opinion these days, but I don't always have to yeah. express that opinion especially on yeah, the, fact, the fact that you write doesn't mean that you need to say exactly 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 <laughs> or, or like i was saying this just on social media right some people just feel the need to like express themselves i i fortunately don't always feel the need to express my opinion on social media i might uh, encourage people to engage in something uh but i won't um express an opinion that might offend other people in, in that situation i just feel like i need to keep my mouth shut especially when people are feeling um uh, speci- uh, very strong about something and it could create a volatile environment. I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Your words can deflect anger. Proverbs 15.1 tells us that a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. This is just one of those... Um, it's a, it's a simple remedy to uh, a behavior that can get out of control. Mm-hmm. And, and this is another situation where I feel like we need to train ourselves, right? When someone is, it, it's similar to the scripture about insults. Mm-hmm. When someone is coming at you with anger, you often feel like you have to, re- you know, respond in kind. And then that person speaks louder, you speak louder. Next thing you know, this escalates it to, to another level. But... Mm-hmm. Can you train yourself when you hear someone coming at you with an angry voice mm-hmm. to stay steady? And, and I love this one, especially when it comes to like customer service type of uh, discussions, right? When you've got a customer who's kind of coming at you very angry, but as mm-hmm. long as you stay calm and collected, you know, not only can you think straight, mm-hmm. uh, but it also just helps you to help try to manage the situation mm-hmm. by keeping your, your temper down and speaking uh, with a with a with an even tempered tone, so that it doesn't escalate the situation. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You avoid that forest fire as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, you avoid that that blaze that yes. becomes un uncontrollable. Yes. Do you think it's also about not taking things personally. I mean, even if it is personal, someone is coming at you. So you say to yourself, okay, I need to remove, I need to remove the personal aspect of this right now and just sort of mm -hmm. look at what is coming at me. I mean, cause I have that a lot. Like I, I'm always working with people all day long. So it's kind of like, well, who am I dealing with right now? Like, is this personal? Mm -hmm. Is she really upset with me or he or whoever this is? And you know, even if they are like, am I taking it too personally? Like, why can't I just, why can't I calm down? Is there truth in anything somebody's saying? Like I try and it's like a million things are going in my head is it because like God is so mm. good this way to just kind of help me as a person's talking, asking myself these questions. And I really do try to dive into that to say, am I upset because there's some mm -hmm. truth? And if I can truly say there's no truth, I feel like I can find the words to speak kindly to someone, even mm -hmm. when they're not, because I can be like, I don't appreciate how you said that to me. You know, because when I can be sure that it's not something I have truly done, I'm like, can we can we start over kind of thing? I'm always about the starting over from a point because I sometimes think people, they're not doing this. If they're not following these scriptures because they're not Christian or for whatever reason, you know, they are having a bad mm -hmm. day. So I'm trying to, how do I bring it back to starting just at that point again? I mean, my, my husband is so good about bringing stuff back down when it's all swirling up here. He's like, is it really this? And I'm always like, no, it's this. And I'm like, no, no. And he's like, no, I think it's this. I'm like, I'm mad still. So I'm going to stay out here for a few more minutes. And then when we're ready. But that's really, I try to always bring it back down because I think it is a lot of out here, all these things get built up when it really comes down to something small and not always, but I find with business, a lot of times it's something that happened and nobody said something. And now it's just those layers. So. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Your words should encourage others. Ephesians 4.29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Good. Absolutely. I think to that we could just say amen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's, it's now the opposite of... Um, the evil and the hateful and the lying and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, this this is the attitude that God wants us to have, instead of um, uh, the the hateful and the and the lying and the evil and that kind of thing. So instead of uh, being discouraging with my words, instead mm -hmm. of breaking down with my words, uh, my words should build up. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of destroying with my words, my words should restore. Um, instead of hurting with my words, my words should uh, heal. Um, so uh, this is the antidote to the two points before. Mm. Um, being encouraging rather than insulting. I like that word, antidote. That's a great. Because <laughs> it's like when you, when, you, when you act this out, there's peace. And I, I mean, there's no, there's no replacement for peace. I mean, when you can walk away from a situation and say, I, Lord, I did exactly what you wanted me to do. I said, even if it's not received, mm. if it is, there's peace. And you can't, you, you can't, you have to learn that, you know, and when you mm. do learn it and God shows up in those moments, it's overwhelming, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. and, and I was thinking also that it's not just who the words are directed to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people are overhearing our conversations. Mm -hmm. And if we can, be encouraging to someone else. You never know who else might be hearing your words mm -hmm. and who else might mm -hmm. be encouraged by what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So whenever we speak, we should 
seek to be good and helpful because we never know who else we can be touching. Mm. Yeah. Be kind with your words. Proverbs 16, 24 says, kind words are like honey. They cheer you up and make you feel strong. I like this because it just reminds me that, you know, we need to build other people up with our words instead of tearing them down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the question that I, I need to ask myself in, uh, with this one is, um, you know, do my, do my, do my words promote healing? Do I, do I heal others with um, kind encouragement? Um, you know, uh, is, is, are my words gentle? Are they comforting? Those are the kind of questions that um, I ask myself um, as, I, as I read this. Um, are my words sweet? I may not, not necessarily be the sweetest person on earth, but um, are, my, are, my, are my words sweet and, and precious like honey? Mm. Like that. Your words can gain you friends. Ecclesiastes 10 verses 12 through 13. If you talk sensibly, you will have friends. If you talk foolishly, you will destroy yourself. Fools begin with nonsense and their stupid chatter ends with disaster. It's a little blunt, huh? Yes, I like it. I love direct. I think it's like, just say it like it is. Let's do it. Oh man. I like I like direct. I like honest. I like when it when it just makes sense. Um, I think the thing is when we try and get outside of God's word, it doesn't make sense. It feels confusing. But when you say this, it it feels to me so just right on you're like laser focused on where you should be mm -hmm. I, I like that and i think when people don't know god or haven't don't have the friends i mean that's the other thing getting our sides getting ourselves outside our bubble if that's what we want to call it i mean we all have our friends that bring us we need to build up we all need to have that time of building up even in, in our job but when you see the people on the outside I mean, I feel like I, God is calling me to drawn to them and say, show them, you know, what it is to be a friend. Maybe they've never been taught and giving them, because when you don't have people around you, it's harder, I think, to live out this life and walk it out without them. So I really, even in this, I'm just feeling like I want to show people how to do it, how to be that way. So that they too can grow their, 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 their group, but also never stop looking out, never stop going, never stop seeking the people out who seem like they're not part of that group, you know, cause that's, that's always been on my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate that feeling when somebody feels like they're not good enough, especially with, you know, even with God's word feeling like, I don't know enough. You know what? I just lay it out there for them. This is the things I struggle with. I'm here's the things God's redeemed me. And where are you, you know? And I feel like that's what we can do. Even in this talk sensibly, how about let's just, yeah, let's just, like my husband said, let's get right down to what the thing is and let's deal with it. And I think you can, the friendships you build in that is sometimes the people you never think you're going to be friends with, you know, and I like that. I like that it should be diverse and everybody we talk to and we had a woman and man in our, our we had a community group there in their eighties. And I can tell you what these people, I want to, I was like joking with, I want to be like you when I grow up, but it's serious. <laughs> they are just amazing people who have content. They say they never want to stop learning. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Ellie, by you doing this, I never want to stop learning, you know, and that's no matter where we are in our walk, um, we help each other, you know, yeah. if you're here or here, you know, we're just always trying to get the same point of um, being closer to God. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And if we see everyone as a source for learning, mm -hmm. right, because I, I don't think we should ever put ourselves in a hierarchy, right? Although I've been a Christian, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years and you've been a Christian two years. I think we all bring a unique perspective when we read the Bible. God is speaking to us uniquely mm -hmm. and individually. Mm -hmm. And as we share with each other, we learn from each other and we grow and we sharpen one another. Mm -hmm. uh, like mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. while we might have some uh, extra acquired knowledge because of, you know, our years in the faith or even our education or how mm -hmm. old we are, uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that we can't learn from someone who's younger or someone who's newer in the faith because you never know how God has spoken to that person and given them a unique message or lesson that can still edify you as well. Yeah. And your words can gain you influence. The king is the friends of all who are sincere and speak with kindness. What do you guys think about kings? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think our Christian walk is all about influence. Um, so, um, yeah, for some people, we're the only Jesus that people will ever see. Uh, the only Jesus uh, that they'll ever, ever hear. Mm. And um, so through our words, we're, we're able to, to influence people uh, to salvation. We're able to influence people um, uh, yeah, to, to change, to, to restoration. So it's, it's, it's very true that your words can gain influence. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think of us as, as just women in the marketplace, as we're mm. seeking to to gain influence, as you said, one for the kingdom, but then also for our, our jobs, for our work, mm. for our businesses, mm. uh, the way we speak will attract mm. people to us. If we're negative, it will push people away. But when we're positive, uh, it'll actually gain us influence, right? It'll make other people want to do business with us. It'll make them want to mm. engage with us. So our words Absolutely. can gain us friends and they can gain us influence as well. So lastly, pray that God guards your lips. Psalm 141, verse three, there's a prayer in there. It says, God, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. May this be all of our prayer every day, all day. <laughs> so I'd love to hear from, from you, Jennifer and Suzanne, before we close out um, about what you think the implications are of this study uh, just studying about the word, you know, the words that we use and about our speech and our communication. What are the implications to Christian career women in the marketplace? Mm. I think the, the greatest implication is effective, effectiveness. Um, because um, communicate, well, they say everything rises and falls on leadership. Everything rises and falls on communication as well. Um, that we, whatever our sphere of influence is, um, we need to be um, sensitive um, communicators. We need to be intentional um, communicators. And um, we need to be communicators that represent our faith um, at all times. Uh, so I think for me, that's the biggest um, implication um, as, as Christian career women. Um, what in what like I said what whatever sphere of influence whether we're coaches whether you know it's um, we're consulting 
um, we have opportunities to meet a lot of people, people that are not of the same faith as us. And, um, and when, we, when we present ourselves to consultation, we're presenting ourselves as, as Christians first and, um, and as businesswomen second. And um, so um, the way we communicate and um, the, way we, um, the way we seize also, also the way we seize opportunities to, to communicate, that's where the influence comes in. Uh, so yeah, it just, it just has major, major um, ramifications on everything, mm. um, the whole idea of communication. Mm. I agree with that, <laughs> but I, yeah, I do. And I, I think um, women believing in themselves and what they're doing um, and knowing that you, the things that you choose, the words you choose, they have implications every day. I mean, we are, we are making inroads in everything we do, whether it's at work or at home or in the grocery store or wherever we are, our words are weighty. God put us, God has given each of us such a unique gifting and each of us should know what that is and be strong in it mm. and not apologize for it when we're doing it for Christ. And so mm. I think um, in that, I think we have so much to offer. And um, I think a lot of women maybe have been felt maybe held under things by the way we're treated or the way management handles us. But I never want to stop doing what God has for me. He will open those doors. He will blow down whatever needs to be done for me to do mm. his glory for him. And I know we each of us have it. Um, and I want to encourage what that's my big thing is encouraging women in those positions. It may not be saying those words. It may just literally be living these scriptures and, and encourage them in their day to day. And that builds mm -hmm. them up in who they are. And then you have those conversations later. But whatever it is, I think when we do what God calls us to do with these scriptures, when it comes to our words, it changes people. It changes yeah. how they see themselves. And that's really what I want people to wake up, mm -hmm. not what's coming at them, but what God's built in them. And then mm -hmm. it just, it, it grows and you see it. And that's beautiful when we can mm -hmm. see women grow in that position, it changes them and people see it and they want to be around that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's exciting. So Ellie, thank you for going through yeah, this yeah. with us tonight. Thank, thank you, you very thank much. Thank you so much for, for sharing your wisdom and your personal experiences. I know that everyone who's been tuning in has been uh, blessed by what you've had to share. So thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you for everybody who tuned in to our Bible study. Uh, we look forward to uh, the next time. So God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.